Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Ominous Origins Podcast with me, Casey. Of course, this episode is still brought to you by the wonderful people over at MorbidlyBeautiful.com. Morbidly Beautiful is your one-stop shop for all things horror content related, from interviews, reviews, top ten lists, and of course, everything in between. We are back with some more true crime this week, and we're going to talk about a mysterious death behind an actor from the 1980s, and well, prior to that even, actually. She is a well-known name in maybe the older generation. Her name was Natalie Wood, and she died off the coast of California's Catalina Island on November 29th, 1981. What makes her death so mysterious? Well, we'll just have to find out, won't we? This is the mysterious death of Natalie Wood. Ominous. Ominous. It is an adjective. Sounds like someone breathing. Ominous. Before we get into the grisly details of Natalie's death, let's just go over a little bit of who she was for those of you who may not be familiar. Now, before she died and her life came to a tragic end very prematurely, she was an Academy Award-nominated actress who is in some of the most famous films of all time, including Miracle on 34th Street, and she was even nominated for an Oscar when she was just a teenager. Critics and fans alike would later say that Wood was the silver screen symbol of a woman in transition. And I don't mean a gender transition or anything like that, but more of a transition from a girl into womanhood. Not many child stars end up being famous, successful actors later on in their career. However, Natalie was an exception. She overcame the hurdles of childhood stardom to mature into on-screen roles for adults. Natalie was so talented and beloved that she was nominated for three Oscars before she even turned 25 years old. Her larger-than-life presence on camera was only matched by the glamorous off-screen life she had made for herself. The San Francisco-born star had truly taken Hollywood by storm. She worked with American legends such as John Ford and Elia Kazan. Her romantic conquests include the likes of Elvis Presley before she ultimately tied the knot with Robert Wagner in 1957. Wood lived the American dream, though it would tragically devolve into a Hollywood nightmare as a lot of these cases do. It all came crashing down during a fateful weekend in Southern California in 81. At the time, Natalie was only 43 years old when her body was found floating off the coast of California near Catalina Island. Aboard a yacht named Splendor the previous night with her husband Robert and co-star Christopher Walken, and boat captain Dennis Davern. She disappeared overnight. The discovery of her body only yielded more questions than answers. Though her death was initially classified as an accident and probable drowning in the ocean, Wood's death certificate would later be updated to drowning and other undetermined factors. Her widowed husband, now in his 90s, is considered a person of interest. What really happened aboard the Splendor that night in 1981 remains a mystery. Certain facts, however, remain alarmingly undeniable. Now, Natalie Wood was a Hollywood success story. She was born Natalia Nikolaevna Zakarenko on July 20th, 1938 in San Francisco, California to an alcoholic father and a stage mother. According to Town & Country, studio executives changed the young starless name shortly after she started acting. Her mother, Maria, was highly eager to make Wood the breadwinner and regularly pushed her to audition for roles despite her young age. Maria's encounter with a fortune teller when she was herself a child yielded an ominous premonition. 
The gypsy said her second child would be a great beauty and famous, but that she should, quote, beware of dark water. Wood quickly grew into a professional, memorizing not only her lines, but also everyone else's. Dubbed One Take Natalie, she was nominated for an Oscar in her role Rebel Without a Cause when she was just a teenager. But behind the scenes, her love life was rocky. Wood had affairs with both the director, Nicholas Ray, and co-star Dennis Hopper. She also dated stars like Elvis Presley before she met Robert Wagner at age 18. The two married in 57 but divorced five years later. They found their way back to each other again in 1972, remarried, and then had a daughter. Though Wood's career began to wane, she did act opposite Oscar winner Christopher Walken in her last picture, Brainstorm. The two became fast friends with some suspicion that they were indeed dating. Quote, it wasn't like they were lovey-dovey on set or anything like that, but they just had a current about them, an electricity, said the film's first assistant director, David McGifford. It was Thanksgiving 1981 when their alleged relationship arguably became a problem. Wood and Wagner invited Walken to join their sailing trip around the Catalina Island, and that's when everything went wrong. What happened on the evening of November 28, 1981 is going to forever be unclear. What is clear is that authorities recovered Wood's body the following morning, floating a mile away from the Splendor. A small dinghy was found beached nearby. The investigators' reports chronicled the events as followed. Woods went into bed first. Wagner, having stayed up chatting with Walken, later went to join her, but noticed that both she and the dinghy were gone. Woods' body was found around 8 a.m. the next morning in a flannel nightgown, down jacket, and socks. According to biography, the chief medical examiner in the L.A. County Sheriff's Office announced her death was an accidental drowning on November 30th. The autopsy showed Natalie Wood had multiple bruises on her arms and an abrasion on her left cheek. The coroner explained Wood's bruises as superficial and probably sustained at the time of drowning. But in 2011, Captain Dennis Davern admitted that he left out key details regarding the night's events. And as the years went on, Wood's loved ones only had more questions. Davern said the weekend was filled with arguments and that the main issue was the glaring flirtation between Walken and Wood. Quote, the argument started the day before, said Davern. The tension was going through the whole weekend. Robert Wagner was just jealous of Christopher Walken, end quote. Davern said Wood and Walken spent hours at Catalina Island Bar before Wagner showed up, furious. All four then went to dinner at Doug's Harbor Reef's restaurant, where they shared champagne, two bottles of wine, and cocktails. Employees couldn't recall whether it was Wagner or Walken, but one of them threw a glass at the wall at some point. At around 10 p.m., they used their dinghy to get back to the Splendor. Accounts have changed across the years. Walken did admit to investigators that he and Wagner had a small beef, but that it regarded the couple's prolonged film shoot-related absences from their child. Though reports initially stated that fight died down, Davern claimed otherwise in 2011 when he said everyone continued drinking when back on board and that Wagner was just enraged. He allegedly broke a wine bottle over a table and screamed at Walken, quote, Are you trying to fuck my wife? Davern remembered Walken retreating to his cabin at that point, saying, quote, And that was the last time I saw him, end quote. Wagner and Wood returned to their room, too, when a shouting match ensued. Most ominously, Davern said he later heard the fight continue on deck before, well, everything went silent. When Davern checked on them, he only saw Wagner, who said, Natalie is missing. Wagner told Davern to go look for her and then said, quote, the dinghy is missing too. The captain knew Natalie was deathly afraid of water and doubted that she had taken the dinghy out alone. 
He also said Wagner didn't want to turn the boat's floodlights on, nor call for help, because he didn't want to draw any attention to the situation. Key witness Marilyn Wayne, who was in a boat about 80 feet away that night, told sheriff's investigators that she and her boyfriend heard a woman screaming around 11pm. Somebody please help me, I'm drowning, the cries implored until around 11.30pm. Now could you imagine drowning for 30 minutes, calling out for help and knowing your husband had probably just thrown you overboard due to a fight because you were fucking Christopher Walken? Regardless, the water around that time of year, I don't know, is probably not the warmest, even though it is Southern California and, you know, it's still probably cold after a while, especially after half an hour of drowning. Anyway, their call to the harbor master went unanswered, and with a party on another boat nearby, the pair concluded it must have just been a joke. As for Wagner's hesitance to call anyone, he eventually did, at 1.30am, nearly two and a half hours after the incident occurred. This, among other things, left Wood's sister Lana very, very confused, saying, quote, she would have never left the boat like that, undressed, in just a nightgown. But that's exactly how her body was found, mere hours later. The investigation continued throughout the decades, however, with new details, questions, and suspicions arising, as recently as 2018. The case was reopened in November 2011 after Davern admitted he lied during the initial investigation and alleged that Wagner was responsible for Natalie Wood's death. Since the bombshell report, Wagner has refused to talk to authorities. However, Walken has cooperated fully with investigators. According to the BBC, Wood's death certificate was later amended from accidental drowning to drowning in undetermined factors. In 2018, a spokesperson for the Los Angeles Sheriff confirmed that Natalie Wood's case was now undeniably a suspicious death, and Robert Wagner was officially named a person of interest. A quote from LA Sheriff's County Department Lieutenant John Corina, yes, Lieutenant, I'm Canadian, that's how it's said in the Queen's English. Anyway, he went on to say, as we investigated the case over the last six years, I think he's more of a person of interest now. I mean, we know that he was the last person to be with Natalie before she disappeared. He went on to add, I haven't seen him tell the details that match all the other witnesses in the case. I think he's constantly, he's changed his story a little bit, and his version of events just don't add up. Investigators made multiple attempts to speak with him, but to no avail. Karina went on to say again, we would love to talk to Robert Wagner. He refused to talk to us. We can never force him to talk to us. He has rights and he cannot talk to us if he doesn't want to. Now, the incident was most recently explored on the HBO documentary, What Remains Behind. Walken hasn't really spoken publicly much of the events either, but he did appear to believe that it was an unfortunate accident. Anybody there saw the logistics of the boat, of the night, where we were, that it was raining, and that we would know exactly what happened, Walken said in a 1997 interview. You hear about things happening to people, they slip in the bathtub, fall down the stairs, step off the curb in London because they think that their cars are coming the other way, and then they die. Meanwhile, Karina maintains that the tragedy was likely no accident. He said, she got in the water somehow, and I don't think she got in the water by herself. In the end, Robert Wagner's refusal to cooperate is legal and may simply stem from a desire not to revisit the tragedy. Natalie Wood's death may have been caused unintentionally or intentionally. But the truth is, we'll probably never know for sure. Now let's speculate. So, I'm a person who hates water. I get this hypertension, this anxiety, and I even begin to hyperventilate in the shower sometimes. I had some traumatic experiences as a kid in water, and I just don't like 
my face being submerged at all. So if you're drowning and I'm nearby, you're probably going to fucking drown because I can't swim well enough to save you and I don't want to put my head underwater to, well, save you. So just don't go swimming with me and you'll be fine. But with that said, as somebody who hates water and large bodies of it especially, I wouldn't be caught dead going into the water at night off a boat where I'm afraid of water, which Natalie apparently was. She also was very underdressed. She was just in her nightgown and from all accounts, she was fairly modest in her appearance and her personal life. She's not like Instagram celebrities nowadays who just wear basically tape over their nipples and some floss for underwear. I mean, I'm not complaining, you do you, but it was a different time. 1980s definitely wasn't the most progressive time for a lot of people, especially the ones who were born in 1938. So it is unlikely that she got in the dinghy no matter how drunk or how bad a fight she got into with her husband. I don't think she got into the water by herself and I don't think she got into that boat by herself either. At the end of the day, I think you have to go with what logically makes sense. The simplest answer is often the correct one. Remember, 1980s. These people grew up in the 40s and 50s. They're not too opposed to domestic violence, I would say. And that's a stereotype, of course, and I don't believe everybody born at that time was misogynistic or hit their wives or whatever, but come on. Just look at Robert Wagner. He looks like the douchiest of douches ever to douche. And this is a personal opinion, of course. So don't hold me too much to it, but I do think he probably had a little bit of a smack around with Natalie, got angry, and then didn't want to deal with the consequences, so he tossed her overboard. On top of that, it's also very easy to say that he probably didn't want to call the police or the harbor master or lifeguards or anything like that because he did it and that would prompt an investigation and then he would be arrested and go to jail and blah, 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 blah. But to play devil's advocate on that one, he is a celebrity. He didn't want to draw interest to himself. He didn't want the paparazzi around and the media outlets to get wind of maybe they're drunken partying. It could have been a bad look for him. It could have been a bad look for his career. So we thought, hey, we'll find her. She'll be all right. It's okay. She just went overboard, either by my hand or by accident. But again, we have to look at the simplest solution. The simplest solution here is that he pushed her overboard or threw her overboard and didn't want to call the police because, yeah, you know, he didn't want an investigation to start. When he did eventually call the police, it was most likely assured that she was dead. It had been two hours that she'd been overboard in the dark. She can't swim all that well, I'm assuming because she's afraid of water. And I haven't met anybody who's afraid of water that can swim well. So yeah, most likely he knew she was going to die, waited two hours, and said, hmm, well, it was an accident. See if he calls it earlier and they find her alive. Well, now there's a witness saying, yeah, this dickhead threw me fucking overboard. And it's hard to say how the police would have reacted to that. Remember 1981, sometimes police are a little bit sussy, they're a little bit biased towards maybe even men or celebrities or whatever, and maybe nothing would have come of it. But Robert Wagner can't take that risk, can he? So therefore, he doesn't call the police. And the fact that he doesn't want to talk about it now, more than 40 years after the events, it just seems like he did it. He doesn't want to deal with the consequences, and that's that. Like I said, it's been 40 years. We'll never, ever know what truly happened to Natalie Wood. But that's all I got for you this week. If you did like what you heard, please feel free to leave that five-star rating on Spotify or even Apple iTunes. Any five-star ratings will be shouted out on the show. So it's a great way to get your name out there into the world of the internet because I'm super famous. And yeah, this has such a large reach. You'll become famous by proxy. Let's go with that.
If you do want to hit me up, though, you can hit me up on socials on Instagram at Ominous Origins Pod or on Facebook at Horror Shots. So until next time. <laughs>